All right. So are robots going to eat corpses? Robots do eat corpses. At least according to Fox News, they do. <laughs> um, the uh, This article was just too good to overlook. But basically, the first one we came up, the first one I came up with was carnivorous robots eat meat for power. And this was about a a, a small robot that's designed to essentially capture flies. Not uh, it's, it's a passive fly trap. But once the flies are trapped, they're consumed as a power source in order to power a small clock. And uh, so, how many you know, how many flies does it have to catch to power the clock? It doesn't say. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I love is in the article, the guy seemed paranoid over this. He's like, uh, "That's <laughs> right, folks. Robots that consume organic matter to power themselves. Scared yet? You should be. Your pants well, should be full right now." Like, I did uh, read a few. I did a read a few. I read it. I read a few articles by this guy, and that does seem to be his shtick. But. Uh, but yeah, I'm not too worried about this um, particular robot trying to devour humans because, quite honestly, if you're dumb enough to get trapped in the flypaper and pulled in by this conveyor belt thing that looks fairly, you know, easy to dodge, and somehow this thing actually does devour you, I kind of think you deserve it because you're could not be, really... <laughs> that could be evolution in action. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the second the second article that I found, this is the one that really got me going. Uh, this is about the EATR robot. Um, EATR stands for Energetically Autonomous Tactical Robot. And when this was first announced, Fox News kind of took this and ran with it and said that the robot was designed to eat corpses, causing the company to put out a announcement that the robot was actually designed to eat plant matter and was designed to be able to harvest and consume plant matter as combustibles in order to use it to, uh, to power itself. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what the big deal is. If it eats corpses, that's a good way to dispose of you know, bodies. Hey, I remember hey, hearing about that. It doesn't this. even have to be human. You, know, you find a dead rat on the sidewalk, throw it in the robot. I'm actually a little disappointed we don't have a corpse-eating robot. Um, I think we may need to design one because that would be a great help in the coming zombie apocalypse. You know what? That's a good point. And when Skynet Although, comes online yeah. and the zombies take over, you know, Skynet's going to need you know someone to power itself. Yeah. There won't be much help in the following robot apocalypse, but the zombie apocalypse is taken care of. You know, it's all about choosing your evils, I think. I think so. I don't know. Do you have a man-eating robot plan? I do, actually. <laughs> Well, just make sure you taste really bad. Oh, this is more on the ERB robot. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the company's. That's actually the company's website. The next link is the company's website and their announcement that uh, you know Fox News kind of didn't have it right. Shocking. But Fox News does tend to go for the sensational. Well, the I next- mean, okay. Let's not let's not pick on Fox News too much here because all of them want to sensationalize an article. You know, if they think that they can draw people to the site, if they can sensationalize it, you know, MSNBC, CNN, they're all going to do it. Oh yeah. Well, it's what sells. Right. Exactly. This is about what Fox sells. Fox News not just happens to be yeah. really, really good at it. Well, that's true. They are. The uh, the next article we came up with, or the next article I found on uh, alternatively powered machines is about a car that runs on coffee. I love it. Yeah. It's called the Carpuccino. Yeah, it's very impractical. 
it's impractical, but it's good from the standpoint of the fact that it is it is finding an alternative energy source. It's not a yeah. it's not a practical alternative energy source, but it's a step in the right direction. It's no, to get you, thinking. You, you know, have to refuel every thirty to forty five miles, and in addition, every sixty miles, the coffee filters will need changing. <laughs> Um, What they're given here is 56 expressos to travel one mile. Uh, With all the stops, it's estimated the Carpentino will take about 10 hours to drive 210 miles. So you get uh, (laughs) only making 20 miles an hour. You know, this would have been bad if I could have brewed my brewed my cappuccino in the morning, then put the grounds into my gas tank, and that would and if that got me all the way to work, that would be that'd be sweet. Yeah, no, oh, it's one hundred and fifty five pounds to make two hundred ten miles. You probably what you're about ten fifteen miles from work. Oh man, I'd be so wired by the time I got to work. <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> about ten pounds of um, coffee needed to get you to work. Man, I probably have to pee on the way. <laughs> and they're saying uh, the coffee would cost. Now, if they had a car that was fueled on that. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be very practical. We produce quite a bit of that, whether we like it or not. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think I think this is this is great. I mean, you know, by the time you you'll be you'll have have had your morning coffee by the time you get to work. That's for sure. For like you know two months straight. Well, the side effects though of the fumes coming off of it are <laughs> you know people just don't sleep nearly as well. <laughs> it's a good thing my house isn't next to the highway. <laughs> oh man! You know the things that you can buy on eBay are sometimes yeah. shocking, aren't they? Yeah. Well, you were jealous over this one because I got. Oh, I was first. so mad at this because I heard about this. I thought I got to go home and put this on the wiki. And I get home, and in the in the email, Ian has already started the article, and it's like, "You bastard." <laughs> <laughs> He's, our, Ian scooped me on this. So you know what? Anyway. You tell me about it then. I'm just okay, going to say yeah. shut up. Bottled ghosts sold in New Zealand auction. Basically, this woman had two ghosts exercised from her house and placed into these bottles of holy water. And then she went and put them up on eBay. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I'm trying to figure out the moral dilemma here, because if you believe these are really ghosts in these bottles, you're basically selling someone else's soul. Well, not only that, here's the thing, is that if, if these are ghosts that you that they put in this bottle, how mean is that? You're going you're gonna to take somebody up, lock them in a little bottle for eternity? Yeah, that, that's just yeah. wrong. What kind of a person do you have to be in life to spend eternity trapped in a vial? Well, yeah. <laughs> You think the church say, "Hey, you know what? We actually have a better solution. We can free them or something." But the whole idea that you know you can capture the ghosts and sell them. Well, they had tried to. Did they try to exercise them, or did they just try to put them in the bottles? Did they just? No, all they did was remove them from the house into the bottles. That's just wrong. That's all it says. Yeah, and they're in bottles of holy water, which. According to what they said, it just makes the ghosts go to sleep. How do we know that holy water is not screaming agony for a ghost? Well, well here's what I find the other thing: is yeah. the picture the this holy water is very, very blue, <laughs> which is, sounds a bit impure with some sort of dye to it. The looks of it, but <laughs> well, no, blue is a pure color, um, and also the color of berry blue Kool Aid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well. Oh well, that makes it all better. So, so wait, okay. So, what if you drank that? You know, you possessed, I guess. Really? 
<laughs> make the most sense. Here's what I love, though, is that the company that bought them is one of these companies that makes those uh, fake cigarette things, which which there's been some recent articles that came out and some studies done that show that they don't work. So a company selling Woo bought Woo. <laughs> so what exactly is a cigarette company going to do with two exercise ghosts well, in, in, a, in a matrix of holy water? The, the, I They're don't know. They're one of those big businesses that people often claim are soulless. So now they have a whole new edit campaign. You can no longer call us a soulless company. We own two. <laughs> and and selling souls in okay, buyers market. But this is this is the, okay, but this is these fake cigarettes. This is like, you know, the um what is it? The smoke assassin and that that are the, that are supposed to um you're supposed to, you know, they have like an electric thing that burns a chemical and you're supposed to get your nicotine that way, except for they've shown that you don't actually get any nicotine from them. <laughs> So it isn't a real cigarette company. Well, and I think my main objection to this is the is the simple fact that these sold for like twenty two thousand pounds, and that's way out of the average out of the average person. No, no, price it wasn't range. pounds. What is it was that was in New Zealand currency. It, they were nine hundred and thirty five pounds, which is good to know that if you live in 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 England and you go over to New Zealand, your money goes twice as far. I mean, the exchange rate's good. Okay, New Zealand dollars, 935 pounds. That's still out of my price range. So I went on eBay to see if we could find some other items that were a little bit more <laughs> oh, in our price good. range. Okay, all right. So um, what's the, what's the first one we've is got some good. We've got some good links in here. Um, the charm hasn't sold. It's still available for 1850 That haunted spirit ghost trapped in the charm? Yes. That's good. No, here's uh, the, here's the, the thing. thing that I wanted, is it a though, haunted spirit or is it a ghost? And what's the difference? That's a very good question. The item that I wanted though was the uh the Knight Templar. Yes, the that Knight for Templar. some for some reason, known only to his own spirit, decided to haunt a rather tacky piece of costume jewelry. Okay, here's the thing that they said that this was an ancient ring, right? Did they say it was an old ring? Uh yeah, an ancient ring that looks very much like a like a pot metal ring with a spider on a web on it. Okay, so if if it was really that old, it's certainly worth more than the hundred bucks it sold for. But but it is quite. But you gotta you. It is impressive how much work they went through to make this spooky. Look at the one that looks like the the you know the the kind of has the moving lights on it. Uh huh. I mean, they did a very good job of, of selling this piece of costume jewelry, and they had the the history of the Knights Templar and everything like this. I mean, so the, all that though, they still only got a hundred bucks. That's still not as much as the soul in the bottle. Um. The next eBay item here that I just absolutely loved was the, doll. the haunted doll. Oh, this the is nine good. nine year old haunted doll Rebecca. The story is fabulous on this. The story's great. It, it talks about how much the doll gets along with her other haunted dolls and how she can come into the room and the TV will be on the Disney Channel and how the dolls will go outside and play jump rope, except she never actually catches them doing it. She just finds a couple of dolls out there in a rope. Um, well, I like the flower thing, you know. They, they she she had played with the flower in the kitchen, and they knew it was her because she was covered in flower. Then relaxing on the uh, on the um, couch, watching the Disney Channel, and then when she picked her up, the TV went off. It is a fa- I mean, this this story is fabulous. It is really well put together. The thing that freaked me out, though, the thing that that really bothered me about this is she was talking about how much this doll got along with the rest of the dolls in her collection. And so I went to look and see what other articles she was selling, and it was just this doll. Well, this is what she's selling right now. Yeah, but I'm sitting here going, well, this sounds like she wants to sell you another doll along with it, so you can, so this one can have a friend. What? What did this doll do that she's just selling this one? 
She, I don't know, but she's kind of collect. She she claims to be a collector of haunted dolls. Or is it a lesson to her other haunted dolls? You know, just you know. Well, this one sold on eBay. Say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> this is your last view. You better shape up, everybody. Stop turning on the Disney Channel. All right, all right, all right. If that's not good enough, you can buy gin food. This is this is funny. Genie food. Because it improves your experiences with gin, yes. Well, I love, I love, I, what was it, where, where was it, somebody talked, oh man, it was, uh, oh no, it was in the one that did somebody, a response on the, the haunted spirits, he's like, I, I have two, I have two spirits in my cabinet at home, one is Jim Beam, and the other is Johnny Walker. <laughs> But uh, in the description of this genie food, oh, it talks about the fact that it's safe for animals, but is not it is not edible by humans. So genies. That are one's animals? got me scratching my head. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I think the best article we found though was tips for choosing oh, wait, a haunted on. doll on eBay. Okay, but wait, hold on. This 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 is really a piece of trash. This genie food, and they link to. Um, uh, the secret, t- uh, the secret TV. So th- they're connecting this directly with the secret. And I watched this video, and it's all about releasing your inner genie. So, so they're not only that they're using the secret to sell genie food. And if it's your inner genie, why can't the inner genie eat the food that's not safe for humans? Uh, I, I don't know. But, I mean, this this whole thing, I mean, linking to the secret on top of it, I mean, that is just despicable. All right, you you may proceed. <laughs> well, uh, what I'm saying is that the, I think the best article we found here, and probably the most informative, was that I <laughs> I went I went on Google to see if I could find some things that were not showing up on eBay, and I found tips for choosing a haunted doll on eBay. So we've actually got a uh, careful examination of this and how to make sure that the haunted doll that you're choosing is actually what you were looking for. <laughs> This was funny. It's talking about the fact that uh, teddy bears and other stuffed animals usually have claws and teeth that come out when they're haunted. Only at night. Um, Specifically only at night. night. Never feed them after midnight either. Um, And it (laughs) talks about the fact that clowns are the worst type of doll (laughs) because they can be scary in the ordinary circumstances. But if they're actually haunted, they can be terrifying. Yeah. Um, but this is a total white copy article. I mean, this is this is the epitome of white copy because if you're ready, haunted-ebay-auctions.blogspot.com. So check out his blog if you're ready to purchase and sell haunted items on eBay. And always remember that the story behind your haunted doll is very important. Oh, Make sure you understand everything about a doll before buying yeah, and make sure that the purchase is something that you want anyway because whether it's, you know, because you may experience these things and you may not. But even if you don't, make sure it was something that you wanted so that you're still happy with your purchase. Yeah, if you get a doll you find ugly and it doesn't come out haunted, it's just a waste. So look oh. for the more attractive dolls. So That's my recommendation. I thought all this was really good. And I thought we could do better. I know that we could go to a garage sale, get it. We could, we could, we could find a doll. We could write a better backstory. And I thought we could go even one step further. We could create a bogus company to certify the doll is haunted, and actually create the a, a certification paperwork that goes with the doll. 
I, I think that I think that we can do better. That, I mean, because because they were getting about thirty bucks per doll. I'm sure that by the creation of this fake company and everything, that we could get those dolls up to two fifty and better. Because we're going to certify them as haunted. And then we go with my idea: the um, haunted vibrators. I love the haunted vibrator idea. This yes. is fantastic. See, basically, <laughs> this way for women who have to take care of themselves, they can take care of themselves without actually being alone. And we'll certify them That's haunted. That's bent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. You know, that way they but I think as long as it's got a good backstory. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We'll, we'll certify you know, what kind of spirit is in each of these vibrators. And that way the women can pick and say, oh, an athlete. Yeah, that's what I want Exactly, to yeah. Well, I think vampires and werewolves are very popular right now. <laughs> yes, they sure are. Yes, this, uh, this vibrator contains a local vampire spirit. <laughs> this uh, this vibrator is much more comforting and soothing than its partner that has a werewolf spirit inside. The werewolf spirit vibrator is far more active, aggressive, aggressive. But we recommend not using it during full moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The thing is, there probably is a market for that. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, we're wandering far afield. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to tell us about haunted Toys R Us store? Oh yes, this was interesting. Um, this was actually on Snopes.com, which is a great source for urban legends and. Just all kinds of interesting stuff. The legend is that the ghost of a disappointed lover haunts the Toys R Us store in Sunnyvale, California. It talks about uh, enter the Play-Doh aisle at your own risk, browse the children's books with caution, and don't even ask to go upstairs with the toys are stacked. It's it's haunted by a man named Johnson, employees and psychics say. Um, I don't believe in ghosts, said Putt-Putt O'Brien, who has spent 18 years stacking toys. But you feel a breeze behind you, somebody calls your name, and there's nobody there. Funny things happen here that you can't explain. <laughs> um, there's no actual refutation on this. They just say, if the place is haunted, why stick around? Because another employee, Lisa, says, it's a good ghost. It's fun here. <laughs> so, well, yeah, well, okay, well, but some of the employee women said that they wouldn't go into the, uh, into the, um, the women's bathroom because he follows them in there. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the, the Johnson... The ghost Johnson was Johan Johnson. Yes, the, um, Sylvia Brown said that. Okay. Sylvia Brown, I guess, has done some exorcisms, but apparently the ghost still remains. Well, apparently Johan used to do some exorcisms himself because he used to exercise horses. Oh, wait, <laughs> exercise the horses. Never mind. <laughs> Is that all he was doing to the horses? All that we'll talk about. <laughs> Uh, so it was a good. It's it's definitely a good urban legend. It was it was a it was a good story. It's a good story. All right. So, what what what's Peta up to? Uh well, apparently this, this is about a year old. Yeah, this still, is a year old, but that that's okay. It's still good stuff. Things kind of related to um, um, our last podcast talking about what's becoming religion. You know, last time we talked about how global warming is kind of becoming a religion in and of itself. Well, PETA definitely falls in that category. PETA is a, a modern religion beyond belief. They also fall into the douchebag category. Yeah, and they, they do some pretty outrageous things to get attention to themselves. And apparently about a year ago or so, they decided to um, proclaim that the um, star Cyrus should no longer be called the Dog Star. 
Why? Serious. Because serious. Because somehow it's offensive to dogs to call it the dog store. I don't understand how that's offensive, and I don't understand how that hurts animals. But Peta decided it was, and it did. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, what the hell are they thinking? It's, there's no sense to it. There's no reason to um, do it. And but it's. It sounds more like trying to get attention to themselves, but it's one of those things where it's the dumb, dumb, dumb attention that you actually don't want your organization connected with. It's a style over substance right. thing. I think yeah. I can sum this up. Well, I actually have a refutation on this. <laughs> I went out and interviewed some dogs. Oh, you did? And uh, pretty much the answer was universally that they, they cocked their head quizzically at me and uh, gave me a... Gave me kind of a confused look. Well, outside of getting a bunch of hot chicks to get naked for us, I- I'm not sure what else Peter has really done. Not all those chicks yeah. were hot. Sorry. Yeah. But, but most time, I don't even pay attention to the message. Like, you, you have a chick get naked, get painted up like a um, tiger, and put in a cage. I don't care what the hell her message is. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm doesn't sorry. just you admit. Uh, the important points that I pulled off that were hot <laughs> chicks. <laughs> and. Was there something else to that? No. Naked in a cage. <laughs> you covered it. In a cage. Okay, I missed the cage part. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's one thing with PETA. I think so much you don't give a damn about the message because the message isn't. It gets old and you know they're not doing anything with it. You're more, I know with me, you know, I hear PETA. Oh, who's naked now? <laughs> who's naked now? Well, apparently at the time of this article, it was Ricky Lake. Was she naked? Well, not in this picture. But... Yeah, not in this picture. It's okay. I don't know that I need to see her naked. I'm just saying that I don't need to. I'm not saying that if she if she was there and naked, you know, I wouldn't look because I would. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't need to. You know, it's like that line from um, Zach and Mirror make a porno. You know, you, you don't care if you find them unattractive. You hear, you know, someone's having sex. Oh, hey, okay, <laughs> let's see it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Even if they're ugly people, you're going to watch. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You okay. haven't seen All the right. movie yet? No, I have not. I no, have it's not a great line because he's talking about, uh, what's her face? Rose O'Donnell in it. <laughs> saying, I can't stand Rose O'Donnell, but you tell me you have a videotape of her having sex, I'm there. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that. <laughs> That's a great film. That's funny. Okay. All right. Well, but speaking of sending the right message, do you think that the Texas school board is sending the right message to our young people when they decide that they're going to rewrite history and uh, and take the founding fathers out of the and out of the equation? Well, not necessarily all the founding fathers, just very specifically Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Who basically is one that um, is a strong proponent to separation of church and state. So, you know. Right. He's, <laughs> he certainly started it. Oh, yeah. And he was a deist. We can't forget that. So uh, there's a lot of reasons for, you know, these conservative right-wing ideologists to dislike him. It seems like they, they I mean, they've completely forgotten the uh, the foundation on which this country was was founded separation of church and state I mean was, was well, one of the rewritten ideals. the foundation well they're, they're trying to rewrite the foundation I mean we were started as a fairly liberal country coming out of coming out of a fairly uh, repressed monarchy the thing that kind of gripes me about this is that not only was Thomas Jefferson a strong proponent of separation of church and state but he was also a really really strong patriot and 
one of his quotes is that the tree of liberty must be must be fertilized from time to time with the blood of patriots <laughs> and it's not only is it trying to basically put the next generation into a church run church run government which is what they're really trying to do here but it's also basically saying and you know once you get to this government be complacent about it wouldn't it be fabulous when you know when we get rid of public education and the churches take over educating our our youth again there'll be a lot more <laughs> school uniforms who said uh, that uh, who, who do you who do you think said that? ian should know say that again oh what's that what exact quote let me go get this and a ponderous silence descent. We'll have to say some really good stuff so he doesn't edit this out in post. I'm liable to just leave it in the way I'm feeling right now. All right. Try and look for it here. Okay. God virus. I hope. Yeah. I hope I live to see a day when as. In the early days of our country, we won't have any public schools. The churches will take, will have taken them over again, and Christians will be running them. What a happy day that will be. I don't remember. Jerry Falwell. That's, that's not surprising. So he wants to create a Christian Taliban. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh, well, oh yeah. Well, I mean, all, all of these quotes, I mean, he quotes a whole bunch of them here. Um, and, and they all, basically, well, when, when after you read these quotes, you you find that Christian values are um, hate, intolerance, supremacy, and exclusion. Th- those are Christian values. I have to object to your last statement, Brian. You do? This is intended to be a news show. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, something that's not news... <laughs> oh man uh, so so you what you're saying that that's not going to make the front cover of the paper uh, i'm saying that's not exactly you know that could hit the editorial section maybe but it's not going to be a front page story all right all right so the but if we can get you to show your chest we can put you on page three Actually, after I do that, you're probably going to put me down to, like, Never Never Land, you know. <laughs> so the, one of the big issues, though, with what Texas is doing here is that they have a lot of control over the textbooks that are being made. It's Texas and California and some of the and some of these states because they the textbooks are written to these states. Now, this has changed some with the Internet and the availability of this information. But it becomes a problem because if Texas, you know, pushes for this stuff and textbooks are, are you know, conform to this, then the rest of the country, you know, gets Thomas Jefferson edited out of our history. I mean, aside from the fact that it's just wrong, you know, to, to teach history this way, I mean, but it's kind of traditional. Teacher history has always been taught by the winners. So whoever's in control at the time chooses what the history was. And, of course, Texas is the largest state in the United States. That's true. Lot of, again. A lot of open fields there. You drive through Texas. In Europe, you could have driven through five countries. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know. This is unfortunate. And, and it's, you know, it comes down to the politics. It comes down to the, it comes down to the conservatives 
who want to actually they're not even conservatives this is not a conservative move this is a reactionary move no, reactionaries it, it want to take move. things back to when everything was better the the votes were not, even if they don't have a specific even if they have don't have a specific time that they want to take it back to they want to take it back to when things were better like radicals want to destroy the the current state and look to paradise in the future reactionaries want to destroy the current state and move look to paradise in the past this is fundamentalist christians rewriting history that they don't like like they like they have done for years yep you know in order to keep people ignorant so they're not thinking as much right they would they would love people to just believe what they want to tell them and this vote was was 15 people down party lines it was it was 10 republicans and Five Democrats. The Democrats voted against it, and the Republicans voted for it. It was straight down Now, here's down why it's actually lines. kind of a self-defeating gesture. Okay. This made a big splash. Well, okay. Which means it's on the Internet, which means kids are going to find it anyway and going to look up Thomas Jefferson. Well, All right, that's the yeah. other thing. You can't hide the facts anymore. You know, with Internet access, the access to information that is out there, you know, they're, they're going to try. They obviously are still trying. Well, but in the end, the truth is going to win because... You can't. They, they can't suppress it. See, but I don't. I don't know that that's true. I mean, we just went through an article about health news. You know, of a guy who got most of his information from the internet. Yeah. And look at and look at how bad that was, and how many misconceptions and logical fallacies it was full of. The problem with the internet is that there's too much bogus information, and so they'll be able to find just as much about what you know the religious right wants people to believe, and, and probably more of that than they can find actual history. I'd like to think that the Thomas Jefferson stuff is a tad more interesting. I hope so, too. But the, the problem is is that – I mean here's the other thing is that the people that they're teaching this to are, are, are teenagers, right? How many of them are going to go above and beyond and try and really find out about the Founding Fathers? How many of their parents don't want them to? Well, the, you know, there's a, a good question there. Do the people in Texas really want this? Or or will we find that, you know, when uh, the school board comes up for elections that that, that these people that, that made this stupid move get, remo- get removed from the board? I'd like to see that happen. I mean, certainly we've seen that happen in uh, Oklahoma where, you know, they get onto the board, they try and push for this stuff, and then they get taken out off the board. We we see that quite a bit. So um, I don't know. Hopefully, this goes no further than you know than this article. Right. And 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 textbooks are not rewritten without Thomas Jefferson. So you ready to finish this up with celebrating the norm? You want to celebrate the norm? Let's, Let's go celebrate the norm. So here's my here here's my point in doing this. Um, I, I there are so many things that we kind of take for granted that we don't realize that you know technology has made these things safer and made our lives safer and we just we go about our, our day and, and there's certainly some issues like flying um in a plane is far safer than getting into our cars every day but when we get onto a plane i think we think about the the risk factor do you think about the risk factor every time you get into your car even no, though it's, not really right, exactly. But if you get into a plane, do you think about the risk factor? No, well, actually, plane I crashes, don't. a plane crash is more sensational, mm-hmm. so it does tend to draw the mind to it. But yeah, okay. So, so, and that's my point. I mean, how many? I, I want to celebrate the hundreds of planes that land today safely. Did you hear about a plane crash today? When when I was don't. the last plane crash that we heard about? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, there's there's one or two a year, probably. I mean, that that, that seems to kind of be the norm. Can, I think the last one that I heard about was the 
was the uh, there was a couple right in succession with each other. Uh, but we'll talk about the avian conspiracy against aircraft another day. <laughs> okay, but how many car accidents happen today? Well, let's not talk today. Let's talk Tuesday. Let's talk last Friday. Was it a week ago? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's the thing. We've all been in you know several car accidents in our lives. I've yet to be in a plane accident. Certainly, when a plane has a problem, it's more serious, right? Because it's you know falling from great heights. Right. It just doesn't happen that often. The other thing is, um, you know, how many of you have had cholera, whooping cough, tetanus, smallpox? I'm celebrating 34 years of never having those things. How about you guys? I went out this evening and shot my bow for an hour with my limbs not crippled by polio. The, absolutely. See. You have so there you go. You didn't have you you haven't had polio, and we and we forget about the fact, you know. In <clears throat> you know, this is a problem because we have these vex, you know, these anti-vaccine movements of people who don't realize the good that these vaccines are doing way outweighs their potential harm, and they're making up harm. The, you know, they they want so badly for there to be a connection with autism that every piece of research that comes about that said that doesn't find a connection is flawed because it didn't find a connection. Serious denialism. That's all confirmation bias. Well, sure. People will look for information that reinforces what they want to believe, <clears throat> even in information that says the opposite. Sure. And, and this, is, this is a problem because, you know, it's so easy. You know, if you can sensationalize something, it will take off. Even if it's if if it's a minority, it will get press because it's controversial. And particularly if you can get a celebrity celebrity to back it, we hear way more about Jenny McCarthy and her anti-vaccination movement than we do about um, Amanda Peet and her pro-vaccination movement. Now we do hear more about Amanda Peet, you know, and and certainly you know Jenny McCarthy and Amanda Peet have gotten into it. Um, but we, I, we, I still hear way more about you know anti-vaccination movements than than I do about the good that vaccinations are doing every day. Brian, I'm sorry. Amanda Pete's hotter. Amanda Pete wins. I've got to go with that. Really? Because I think she looks kind of wall-eyed sometimes. <laughs> Amanda Pete, the whole nine yards. Nah, she wins. <laughs> So, so you're vaccinating then? You, you're I'm because the hot chick told you to vaccinate. You're vaccinating. Hot chick says vaccinate. That's the way my men's brain works. Okay, <laughs> Jim Carrey. Yeah, probably seemed like a pretty smart guy. Anti vaxxer. You know? No, he seems like he's a very funny guy, and he's got a very, very fast wit. That doesn't necessarily mean that his medical opinions are any better than I'm not a doctor, but I play one on television. This is another one of those things that is a luxury of a society that is doing well to be able to make these kinds of judgment calls. That you know to be anti-scientific because most of the time you know most people are getting vaccinated now. Unfortunately, the vaccinates vaccination rates are falling below ninety percent, which is what we need for herd immunity. Because there are some people who can't be vaccinated against these things, and when those people are around people that are all vaccinated, then no disease is going to get carried to them. 
it does not become a pandemic. Right. The, but if we have, but once the vaccination rates get under that, then then these people who can't be vaccinated for some reason or another are much more likely now to start catching these diseases that we've almost eradicated. I mean, polio has made a, has made a comeback in parts of the of our, of our world. Um, cholera has made comebacks. Whooping cough has made comebacks. All these things that we have working antidotes for. And that the harm from these has been has been looked at. The research, I mean, particularly, I mean, that's the one thing that has come out of these anti-vaccination movements is that there is an incredible amount of research that has been done to to show that these things are safe and effective. And there are cases um, where, where, for whatever reason, people have um, an underlying genetic flaw, and they're probably going to end up with these neurological diseases anyway. And they get the vaccinations, and it pushes them over the edge, you know. And now they have these mental conditions. Um, but that—that's been the case, you know. I mean, there there was one where um, the vaccination court did award money to um, to a girl who was injured by vaccines, but she had she was diagnosed with I want to I was thinking sickle cell anemia or something, but there was something. That's not what it was because that's blood is right. Anyway, she she had an underlying defect that the vaccinations sent her over the edge and the court gave her money because you know the vaccines did trigger it even though she already was probably going to end up with these conditions so we've shown that they're safe they work but yet we have but because we don't have cholera at our doorstep because we don't have smallpox at our doorstep it's really easy you know to to look at the harm that they might be doing as opposed to the overwhelming good that they are doing currently because my neighbors aren't aren't infecting or spreading infections. Well, let's even take a broader view on what we're thankful for. All right. The earth did not careen crashing into the sun this evening. That that's true too. So let's thank gravity. The moon did not come crashing into the earth. Let's thank gravity. Yep. And centrifugal force. Indeed. Keep them spinning. Um, we didn't uh, we didn't get hit by a meteor. Yep, thank Bruce Willis. Appealed a shitty movie. <laughs> but I mean, there's so I mean, but those kinds of things, those kinds of natural disasters are going to happen. But there is there are a lot of things that, um, and vaccinations are one that I can pick out really easily. That because of because of this because of science, you know, are we're better off. Because these diseases are not going around, and, we, and and these pandemics are under control. I mean, even look at. I mean, when when we do have something that I mean, look at SARS. SARS killed what was it? Twenty people? Totally blown out of proportion. So so when we do have something that spreads like that, man, it gets a lot of press now. But if all of these all of these diseases were going around regularly, they wouldn't even make the news. Oh yeah. So, you know, the, the point here is, is simple, that, you know, that there are so many things that, that are, we're better off for that we don't see every day, that we take for granted. And because we don't see them every day, it's easy to sometimes, you know, to, to pick on them and, and, and find stuff that they might be causing harm with. But yet they're still doing overwhelming good. So let's have a moment of silence for all the planes that landed successful. Of course, when I truncate silence, silence is always getting, you know, removed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Anyway, we're ready to call this tonight? I think so. Yeah. So <laughs> I think we've talked about it a bit tonight. So. All right. So I wanted yep. to let people know that they can get they can get a hold of all of us if they want to send us an email. They can send us an email at uh, WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Um, if they want to get a hold of me directly, it's Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at AmateurSkeptics.com. Ian, how can they get a hold of you? Oh. Uh, you want to give them your um, – what is my amateur skeptics? It's, it's Ian no. at amateurskeptics.com, and I and think it's – Didn't you put me in as Mac at amateurskeptics.com? It's Mac or Sean at amateurskeptics.com. I'll have to confirm that. So we can be reached it's that way. Cumbersome. Why don't we just make it Mac instead yeah. of Mac or Sean? <laughs> Mac at AmateurSkeptics.com. I think that's probably what it is. And we want to encourage you to, you know, give us some feedback on these podcasts. Yep, absolutely. We'd love to have some feedback. And if you, and actually, if you find stories that, um, you know, that you think would be interesting for us to cover, let us know so that because um, we can't, we can't find everything that's going on out there. We, we, you know, we're we're certainly looking and we're certainly finding articles. But if people are finding articles that they think that we might be interested in, please send them over to us so that you know so we can include them in our in our podcast. And for instance, love- we don't have 30-plus hours a week to research health. That's true. Because so. then we'd be smarter than doctors. <laughs> right, and we don't want to be smarter than doctors because you know, then you know what we're saying might actually be held with some weight. And we would love challenges. If you hear something we say that you think is wrong, say, hey, listen, you know, I, this article says this or something like that. Give us some challenges. Give us some, you know. Tell us we're wrong and let us either prove ourselves right or bow down to be human. Love something like that. Sure, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, sit there and and we've been accused of being smug, which we are. (laughs) (laughs) The important thing is if you challenge us and we're wrong, it means that you're thinking. Right. Which means we win. <laughs> That's true. We win. If people are thinking we win, we, we, we've accomplished our goal. Absolutely. All right. Let's say goodnight. 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 Goodnight, Gracie. All right. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. Music for this podcast was provided by OMG. For more information about OMG, go to their website at MySpace.com forward slash OMGHQ. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is released under a Creative Commons share alike, no derivatives, 3.0 license. We'd love to have you share our work with other people. Please do not edit or change the file.